Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I am thrilled to speak with the incredibly generous and deep Brandon Straza of The Success Finder. He shares his best tips on how to move the needle in your business and the importance of connection to your greater purpose. Listen carefully as he drops so many wisdom bombs. You will not want to miss when he talks about how he approaches being in business and the importance of investing in yourself. Really pay attention to that part of the episode. It's incredible how He shares how he saved time, how investing in himself with working with a coach helped him figure out how to make his life so much better. It's, it blew my mind. I think we sat in silence for a few minutes. It's incredible. Listen, he's up to big things with a success finder, and I know you're going to take away a lot of wisdom bombs after listening to this episode. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Brandon and his amazing journey. Brandon, thank you so much for coming today. I'm excited to talk to you. Absolutely. We've already had an amazing conversation and I just appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I know I was laughing earlier, right? Because I've got a half page of notes of great tips. So I really appreciate it. I love to start by asking people or asking you where you are physically in the world. I've asked that question just by saying, where are you? (laughs) One person was like, well, I'm at a place in my life where, and it was a great answer (laughs) asking location because we have people all around the world and all over the country. So where are you at physically? Yeah, Dallas, Texas, and I've been in my house almost, it seems like it's almost been a year with everything that's going on. So Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. We are coming up on a year, aren't we? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you not normally work from home? Are you usually in an office building? No, I don't. My oldest company, actually, we had an office space and the lease ended in April of last year. So it was kind of a win, win, win because everyone that works at that company has children. Mm. And uh, now they are loving the aspect that they get to work from home and we've told them it's indefinite. Nice. Well, I mean, if they can get it done at home and it's not stressing them out and wear and tear on their bodies and cars and all of that, I mean, it seems like it, yeah, you're right. It's multiple wins. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I love, I love the conversations we've had so far and learning about your journey. And you strike me as somebody who is like, you get an idea and then you decide to do something with it. So I would love to hear what do you, you know, do air quotes here for the people who aren't able to see it. What do you do? And then how did you get here? Yeah. So there have been a lot of ideas that have come through my head throughout 42, almost 43 years now. And the thing is, is knowing the right ones to kind of take off the shelf, the internal, the head shelf, and actually then bring them to the world. So that's, it's a robust question, what you just asked. So what do I do? A couple of years ago, I finally came to grips with that. I'm an entrepreneur. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny this last night, my wife comes to me and she's reconnecting with an old friend, like so many people have been able to do over the last nine to 12 months. And she runs in, she's like, Hey, she's asking what my husband does. And I really don't know how to answer this one. And we've been <laughs> married for over 10 years now. And, uh, I said, well, why don't we ask our son? I said, Liam, what's mommy do? She's doctor. What's daddy do? He talks to people and solves problems. There you go. And, and, and that's not real. I mean, that, that is a, a roundabout idea just because of what he hears with the company that we're building right now. But right. Uh, my entrepreneurial journey really started in uh, a very young age. Our six-year-old asked me the other day, daddy, when did you first start your own business? And I, I actually had to think about that because my first business was when I was probably eight or nine years old. <laughs> and I was selling Kool-Aid and sugar packets mixed together. Mm, the yummy. Kids. Yeah. Yum. Except for the parents really didn't like it. And I also used my own product because it tasted so good. <laughs> that was my early years of entrepreneurship. I came from an entrepreneurial family, uh, a restaurant family, but never, it took time for me to grow into it and be comfortable with saying I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. You know, I don't want to sit there and say I'm a solopreneur and all the other words that come along with it, but you can start a business. You can work for corporate America. You can be anywhere in your life and you can still be an entrepreneur. At the end of the day, you can have that spirit, you can have that entrepreneurial spirit, and you can work for a corporation. Uh, my journey happened to be where I didn't want to eventually work for corporate America. So I started my first company. It's, you know, it's 10, 10 plus years old now at this point, 8,000 customers and growing. And I started out of my house with the business with zero customers zero employees, team members have grown it from there. And now I'm back because of COVID back in the house again and able to be just as efficient as I was before. So geez, your entrepreneurial journey can come from anywhere. And one last thing I'll throw in there is even when you've built something and you're like, hey, this is what I do. You can either work on your business or you can work in your business. And that's there's a big difference there where for, for a long time, I was working in my business. And sometimes I still catch myself in the business as opposed to on the business. When you stop working for your business and you work on it, you can see it from a different perspective and be a lot more effective on how you can move the needle. So I want to really distinguish the difference between working in your business and having one, which still means you're kind of an employee of your own business or working on it and being able to work on the bigger visions and then and plugging in the people that can help you implement how to make the business more efficient and more effective. Absolutely. I'm sitting here nodding my head like furiously. It's something that I work on a lot with my clients. You know, it's our baby. We we think that we have, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself, right? That sort of adage. But maybe in the beginning, right? We're, we need to get to know our business. Unless you're funded or something for starting up, you're likely going to start as just you or maybe you and a partner with few or no employees, as you said. The nanosecond that you can outsource one, even one piece of your business, like for me, it would be admin, right? So as soon as I'm able to outsource admin, now I'm able to spend more time working on my business. And I think there's a big, the big difference. And you meant, you said it so well by saying vision, because I think this is just to drill down into this a little bit, because I, I know you listeners, <laughs> we are very similar. We may be exactly the same. We often think that, well, you know, a lot of us start our own businesses because we know we can do it better or we feel that we can do it better and we can, 
but we're going to do it even better, 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 better when we bring in people to take care of the things that one, don't light us up, two, are not in our zone of genius, and three, are not connected directly to the vision, right? The stuff that needs to happen, the day-to-day, the, the all the things that aren't in your direct area. Like none of us, I don't think, started our businesses to be amazing business administrators. I'm no. so good at admin, right? <laughs> you don't want to be everything to everybody. Mm-mm. You don't have anything to sell at that point. You know, right. you need to think about, I, I think every good business needs to go into it. And I've made the mistake. I went into it and I, I, you know, my first one is like my baby. I can't let it go, but you need to go into building a business and thinking of an exit strategy. Now it might Mm -hmm. be 20, 30 years down the road, but I think coming up and thinking of what is my exit strategy, it doesn't mean you're looking for retirement. Right. But depending on what you're building, if you're looking for investors, if you're looking to expand it beyond yourself and a small team, an exit strategy keeps you nimble and it also keeps you detached from being emotional on making the wrong decision. Mm. See, I've made wrong decisions. I've made emotional decisions because I didn't have that exit strategy in place at first. And so I made an emotional decision. Well, that's not always a good idea. You need to think of it from a strategic decision. Yeah. Speaking of strategy, I think this is another thing that some of us have, you know, really need to learn by doing. (laughs) So we may hear it and then later remember this bit of wisdom. Without strategy, we have nothing. We only have tactics. So you mentioned basically one of the seven habits, right? Is that you begin with the end in mind. If you're there at the end, we can always work it backwards. The other thing that happens when we begin at the end is all that junk in the middle is already handled. So we're able to be more strategic and come out to call it like the 20,000 foot view. When we're there at the end, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years forward with our exit strategy, we're really at the 20,000 foot view where we can look back and see that all that stuff that we think is insurmountable, it's already handled because we're over there. That is a great starting point for planning what you're doing next and for working on strategy. Yeah, you just said it. It's reverse engineering. It's think of a bridge Mm -hmm. and you're here and you want to get here. Everything in between the zigs and the zags are the noise. Mm -hmm. if If you know what you're willing to do and how to get there, you'll notice those zig and zags a lot quicker. And so you'll be able to cut out the noise and find the signal and get from where you're at to where you're going. So that bridge becomes a lot shorter. Anything in between, if you're like, hey, I will not budge when it comes to this, and then you have to make a decision, you'll catch yourself a lot quicker. And that'll keep you on that straight line. That'll keep you from bedazzling that bridge and going and, you know, going after that (laughs) shiny object. Yes. Yeah. I do think that we're we are very prone to shiny objects because we're entrepreneurs. So we're creative and we're out there and we're excited and everything sounds like a good idea. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> shiny object syndrome or the, Oh, it's a squirrel. I'm- yeah. Shiny objects and squirrels. That's what I was saying too. Like, yeah. And it's great to get excited about things. How do you stay focused? Cause I know you've got at least two big things going on, right? You've got the insurance and then you are, can we talk about Successful. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. We, we, so, <laughs> yeah, we, I'd forgotten well, got, to ask. Uh, yeah, I've got a like, few. Don't have to edit that out. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
and you're building the success finder, which I would imagine takes a lot of time and energy, but, you know, based on our conversations, I gather that one of the things that you've learned and are mastering is to let go of the things that have nothing to do with you, that you're really the visionary and you have your integrators and implementing folks lined up for that. Yeah. And I want you to know, because let's say you had, let's just say you had person A on the show right now, and they're so far removed from remembering those moments. They're unbelievably successful. We're like, I want to be that person, but they're so far removed. So whoever's listening to this, I'm not that far. I'm not removed from you whatsoever. Okay. (laughs) I can tell you six months ago, a year ago, probably even a week ago, I still have to catch myself and say, oh my gosh, let it go. Mm -hmm. Just let it go. And, and yeah. so I'm not removed from what I'm saying right here. I'm still in the trenches and I'll be in the trenches for a long time when it comes to something like this and catching myself. But the key is, is I have the right coaches. I have the right mentors. I have the right friends around me to catch me and put me in check super quick. And they're like, no, I also have the right spouse. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge, huge thing right there. They're like, I, I might not like how it's brought to me, but I need to listen to those people that are bringing it to me. So yeah, I've got a few things going. I've got company A over here that's been around for over 10 years, has over 8,000 customers, okay? I've got the podcast. I've got, you know, we still do some media for some business, some private clients and everything. And then we've got the biggest one, my why, my reason, like why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And here's the thing. When it came up, when the idea of the success finder came up almost two years ago now, it was an idea on the shelf. And what I did with it is I actually started talking about it. And as soon as I came up with it and I'm stuck in an airport at midnight, I actually start buying the URLs. Mm-hmm. Whether I, I've got more URLs than I know what to do with on some ideas that have never come forward. But I started talk, I talk about the idea. I bring it up to my wife. I start you know, sprinkling stuff uh, with my friends, my mentors, my coaches, and I have people start poking holes in it. But if they're challenging me, then I know I'm onto something. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, when I brought this up to Steve Sims here, November of 2019, yeah, 2019. I had to think about what year we're in. We're in 2021 now. <laughs> that was 400 he, years ago, 2019. Yeah, he, yeah. he started poking <laughs> holes and started. He, he started being a challenger. He wasn't a crab. He wasn't someone that's saying, hey, you can't do this and didn't want to see it succeed, but he started challenging me. And I knew I was on to something right then and there. So you talk about it, you bring it to the forefront, you start, you know, you keep the original idea intact of why you're wanting to do it. And the most important thing, and I know this will be like, oh, well, you already have a successful business, but the most important thing, my first business that I still have to this day, you have to take pennies, nickels, and dimes to make dollars, tens, and twenties. Let me tell you on an insurance policy. So when I started that one, I knew there was a long road ahead of it. Don't start your business. And your first thing is how much money can I make? Yeah. If you're looking at how much money I can make, the byproduct of something that's worthwhile, the byproduct of solving a problem will end up being the financial, when the finances that come in from it. Mm-hmm. But you need to have a reason behind what you're going to build, who you're going to work with, whose lives you're going to change, what problem you're going to solve. And again, when you solve a problem, money is a byproduct of what it is. And I know it's really easy to sit there and be like, well, you already have money. I might have more money than one person, but not the other person. And the first company that I built, again, the first one that we ever did, I think I made like $25 and like 49 cents. I still have the check somewhere. Like the first month's worth of like what we brought in on a customer. 
money is a byproduct of it, but it took a long time to get to where it was. I didn't pay myself for the first 18 months of my first company. Mm. I sat money aside while I worked for someone else. I learned, I listened, and I continued to sit money aside to in order to be able to sit there and say, okay, I'm not going to go do this. I'm not going to work for anyone else. I'm going to change and build something else and put food on other people's tables. So mm. knowing that you want to create a for-purpose company, knowing that uh, the success finder is going to be the mountain in the ocean and uh, change people's lives, help, help find out who you should be working with, who you know, like, and trust, and know when you invest in yourself. That's really the idea behind the success finder. The best investment out there is yourself. It's a higher rate of return because you can control it. It's better than the stock market. It's better than the housing market because you can't control those, but you can control yourself. And so that's why we're creating the success finder is to help people cut out the noise, find the signal, learn who they should be investing in or investing with from themselves, from a self-education coaching mentor, masterminds, mastermind-like events, and change the face of self-education. Mm. Ooh. I just felt this wave of energy come over me. I mean, I feel your passion and I love what you're doing. I've gone out in search of programs or like, I'm not sure what I'm looking for yet. So then I kind of start Googling masterminds and it's, um, the list gets really long and it's hard to find something specific. And so what you're creating is a space where people who are looking for some form of personal professional development can go in and if I remember right from what we talked about before, like there's categories and then you can get specific about the kind of either person you want to work with or group that you want to be joining. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, I realized, you know, I'm not a coach, not going to be a coach. That's just not my path. I'm not going to have a mastermind. That's not my path. So I'm mm -hmm. looking at it from two different perspectives. And the idea is you can come in the front door or the back door. Some people, they like to search by a category, women's entrepreneurs, blogs and authors networking, whatever it is. And they're like, I'm looking for this specific type at this price point, at this time frame, virtual live, whatever it is. And they can come in the front door and they can find it that way. The other people like me, I come in the back door and I actually, I, I'm like, I'm looking for a subject matter, but not a specific person, time or price point. And so that's where the knowledge center is going to come into play, where they're going to have the top five blogs, vlogs, and videos of each of the success finder coaches on hmm. there. So they're like, Hey, I'm searching for how to write a book. So they can go in the back way and they can search and they can find a, an article that one of the coaches or masterminds have written or videos and they can search that way. So like when I go, I go to YouTube just to like look for something. I don't know what exactly, but I find, oh, wait, who wrote this? Who did this video? Oh, it's mm. that. So you're going to be able to come in both ways. The Knowledge Center is what I consider the Library of Congress. Mm. All the best material. So now when you're looking for that, you're not like, hey, I have to go to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. I've got to go to all these different places to find what Tracy's up to. Right. And you can, it's all right there. It's, it's all right there. Mm. And it all just helps simplify the process to take you from where you're at to where you want to go and shorten that gap and who mm -hmm. you can know, like, and trust and make sure you're taken care of. And on top of that, I hope you don't mind real quick. We are a for purpose company, mm -hmm. which means part of our proceeds are going to be held back to reinvest into the members. Membership is free. We're not charging for members. Okay. We're going to reinvest in you where you can bank up to a thousand soft dollars in order to get something else. And then the other portion is we'll hold a portion back of our proceeds to reinvest into the communities and the school districts that don't have opportunities such as you do, or I have had, and make sure that we get at a younger age, those 13, 14, 15 year old 
brilliant minds that maybe their dad's working a night shift and their mom's working a double. And if they just knew and had access to coaches, masterminds and mentors, because we're going to be creating that, it's not something we're going to have to have them pay for. How can we find that next generation of problem solvers Mm -hmm. that if they just had it at a younger age, they can get there quicker. So we're a for purpose company and the byproduct will be an unbelievably successful financially built company, but that's a byproduct of actually leading with the give mentality. Mm, I love that. I mean, you said so many things in there that I love. I think one, thank you for having, for keeping your purpose, your integrity, your connection, your vision at the forefront. Um, I've I'm just like a little emotional thinking about, I have a 14 and 17 year old and, you know, we're fortunate. We're very fortunate by circumstance, you know, and, and other hard work, but we're fortunate. They're in a great school district. They have access to these things. If they don't have access to what they need at school, we can find it for them and pay for it. And I mean, within reason, (laughs) but, but, but we can, right. And if we can't, we figure out another way to, to make these things happen. We have the time, energy, and resources for kids who don't have access. Oh my God, how much you're going to change their lives and how much possibility you're opening up for them and, you know, creating a better world through the people who are learning, you know, the adults who are learning in the program and then who, and then these children who are being served in these communities. I mean, the ripple effect is just like blowing my mind right now. It's wonderful. And I appreciate all the gratitude and everything you just said there, but I want to state this real quick. It's not what I'm going to be doing. It's all the amazing coaches that are going to get behind Mm -hmm. it. All the partnerships that we're creating with you, Steve Sims, Honoré Cordor, so many other amazing people that, so it's not me. I want to even say this. The idea of this company isn't even mine. Mm -hmm. I went to a mastermind. I listened to the four or five teachers, educators, you know, the people that the individual brought in, Travis Chapel brought in some amazing people to help us. And I took small little pieces of what had made their company successful. And then I saw a problem that some people aren't as fortunate to be able to know when they invest in someone that it's going, that investment's going to pay off. And just like a Rubik's cube, I just took small pieces of what made their company successful, saw what the problem was, rearranged it to create something to invoke change. Mm -hmm. So the idea of the success finder isn't mine. It's the world's. It's mm-hmm. other people's successes and how do we go out there and solve that problem? So I can't really take credit for what's being done. It's just having conversations and listening and wanting to do something more. Mm. Again, coming back to that give mentality, right? Like really, it kind of comes down to a couple of things. You know, what, there's a lot of common threads with entrepreneurs, regardless of industry, regardless of personality type or any of that. And I've learned in doing these, in interviewing my guests, that there are a lot of common threads. One of the first ones is I saw a need and I didn't see anybody else filling it. So I went for it or I saw a need and it was being filled, but not the way I would fill it. So I went for it, right? It didn't really matter. Competition, by the way, competition doesn't matter. Friends, you're better off entering and a space that has a lot of competition because then, you know, there's, there's demand. (laughs) You can always create something. That's another story. But the other is this give mentality. Every single person from like wealth managers. So I had a firearms instructor. Oh my God. It was like amazing. Her mentality was not about teaching people how to use guns. It was actually about teaching people how to create safety in their communities and not use guns. Like, 
that whole conversation was completely mind blowing, but these are the connections, right? And so I see you, it's funny. This is the first time I've really put it all together, but you are really a visionary. Like you're seeing this and I know you're saying it's not you, but somebody has to push this forward and you're the somebody, right? That this idea that you've, you know, brought these ideas together in this Rubik's cube really has the power and the capacity to create like a substantial shift and change in the world. Yeah. That's um, really incredible. And the idea came before COVID. So a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, this can't, I'm like, no, it's, it's, I can point back to, hey, this is when I bought yeah. the original URLs. Right. COVID is just now showing how our education system is slightly bent and broken. The idea didn't come out of because of COVID. It came because I'm like, I saw where the problem was before. Yeah. You know, the gaps I have been there. Say, hey, if my son wants to be a doctor, a nurse, an engineer, something that like he's going to be actually tinkering on someone or something that people utilize, yeah, probably need to go to college. Yeah. Beyond that, if he wants to be creative, if he wants to solve a problem, if you want, geez, there, there's traditional education, college. Mm-hmm. That's great. I want that route. Okay. I really didn't need it now looking back at it. There's trade school and there's the success finder. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose behind it is to help change the face of self-education. It's over a $50 billion a year industry. Wow. And it's only growing. And we just want to help guide that process. So we have the right coaches, the mentors, the masterminds, we have the right people to make sure that the problem that you see right now is the marketers are out marketing the quality coaches and masterminds. Mm-hmm. And we need to cut that noise out. That's not okay to sit there and invest in yourself and not know what that that outcome could be because you got chosen by a marketer right. as opposed to someone that wants to help you solve a problem and move the needle. That's a really important distinction, right? Especially for people who are thinking like, how do I get myself out there? You know, how do I, maybe I need to hire a huge marketing company to do ads or, you know, whatever. Not diminishing marketing. So some of my closest friends are amazing, very talented marketing folks, but it's down to choice. I mean, that's what I heard choice. Like if I decide that I want or need something, I don't want Siri to have been listening to me and then plop a Google ad in front of my face. I want to be able to go somewhere and where it's already been curated. I want to go back to what you said about the front door and the back door coming into, to finding what you need. So my brain goes to, Ooh, that helps with different learning styles. Right. So, you know, I feel my way into things. And what I heard you say is that you like, you want to get a feel for the person. Somebody else might come in and have very clear, probably somebody who's a little bit more linear. I've already set my budget. I already know what I want and need, boom, 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 boom. boom. And so I need to find the person who fits that. And that's going to happen by this algorithm. And that's great, right? Analytical people might, they're not going to be able to feel their way into something necessarily. And so you're hitting it, you know, from kind of the two sides of this, there's lots of spectrum here, but you know, the two sides of the spectrum that would be the ones that need the most support in finding their way into something great. So I, I just, I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're up to. It's, it's because of you. It's because of all the others, just brilliant, faster people than I am. <laughs> and it's just then bringing them together. If I can surround mm-hmm. myself with smarter, faster people than me, and I feel uncomfortable when I'm in a room, <laughs> then I'm in the right room. I'm going to be on a phone call, two phone calls this week that I am super uncomfortable about getting on with people that I'm questioning sometimes how I gain access to them. Hmm. You know, someone else says, Hey, you, you need to meet, but I know I'm in the right place because of that. Yeah. Listen carefully. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If the people that you're around 
with, you know, with self-love and compassion and appreciation, don't intimidate you just a little bit or a lot. You're in the wrong room period. Yeah. Right. If you, if you get, if you feel a little bit like you might puke, you're totally in the right room. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to name drop a few things why I'm so uncomfortable about this. So one of the, one of the coaches that I'm going to be on with, and I've been fortunate, Tracy, for you and I just to just like, just naturally kind of come into that and learn from each other. This gentleman was at one given point, he was the coach for Tiger Woods, Lance Armstrong. And then when you two goes on tour, uh, they reach out to this gentleman and wow. they're like, Hey, we're getting ready. Can we get our mind right? Can we, can we get our, you know, where we need to be shift those things. Correct. And then the other one was one of the executives of Disney who mm. also has, you know, a coaching platform that we're going to be talking about. And I'm just like, why? Like <laughs> someone asked me, why do these people have conversations with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I ask mm-hmm. like, there's a, there's an important thing right there. Like I ask, that's it. What are they going to say? No to me. You have a no going into it. So you might yeah. as well ask. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting so much better at that. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I mean, my answer is either no or no. <laughs> so if I don't ask the answer is no, if I just, you know, I mean, so I could go and get and aim for that. Yes. Or celebrate the no or keep trying. I have somebody who I'm continually calling when, until when they, someone says give me no, an appointment. <laughs> and if you felt comfortable enough to talk to that person and ask them and they say, no, be like, Hey, you know what, Tracy, thanks for at least taking the time. Yeah. Do you mind? May I ask why you said no? What was it? And don't, don't lead them. Don't lead the witness. Don't sit there and say, Hey, was it because I said X, Y, and Z. Right. And I brought up this, this, and this don't lead the witness. Keep it short. Yeah. Tracy. Thanks. I at least appreciate you talking to me. I'll look forward to our next conversation. Would you mind? I, I got a favor to ask one last thing. Why'd you say no? Mm. That is, I love it because it's a vulnerable ask. It will give you great feedback to learn what's working, what's not working. And it's instant, right? In that moment, you'll remember what you did. If you call them back a week later and you're like, Hey, you know, first of all, that will be kind of awkward. And second of all, you will have forgotten in what happened in the moment. It'll be a, it'll be like, you'll just be remembering based on your terms and they'll be remembering based on their terms and everybody has a different experience. So I love that. I'm going to start doing that because I do celebrate no's. Every no gets me closer to a yes, and that's great. But asking for feedback in the moment, I think is really helpful. And most people are, they might, they might actually be honest with you when you're that vulnerable asking, which I think is yeah. great. Yeah, they're more likely to be very honest with you that way. Wow. Wow, Brandon, you have dropped so many <laughs> like wisdom bombs in this conversation. And I really, I really appreciate it. And it's been a lot of fun talking to you. This, this is the point where I like to ask, I think you've given us a lot. So you, it's okay if you repeat yourself, but <laughs> would you share your, like your three tips? Like, and it can be for anything for mindset, for success, for having a great life, whatever it is. There's a lot. And I'll give the ones that come to mind, get rid of the people in your life that are the crabs. You're going to always have crabs, cheerleaders and challengers but get rid of the people that are the crabs and refill those because you only have so much headspace to be able to surround yourself with people and refill those with challengers and cheerleaders. And you can have a cheerleader that challenges you. Mm. So get rid of the people that aren't bringing value and helping you move forward, replace them with those that do. Mm. That'd be number one. Number two, invest 
in yourself. And we already talked about this. You are the best return on your investment. You can get the highest ROI on yourself, higher than the stock market, higher than the housing market. I'm in both of the housing market and the stock market, by the way. I'm not saying don't go into those. I've built companies around them. But believe in yourself. Mm. Invest in yourself. And then third, and there, there's more beyond this one, but these are, the, these are the three that just come to mind. Third, find what you're truly passionate about. Find what you really love in life and build something around that. People will be able to, I call it tonality. People will be able to, to hear your tone. And now more than ever, because we don't get to get face-to-face as much as we used to, they can hear your tone if you're passionate. Now, passionate doesn't pay the bills. Passion doesn't put you always in the right position. But if you build something that you actually truly believe in and love, and you find a way to solve a problem with it, now you've got something. Hmm. And then can I throw another one in there, please? Yes. Get a coach, get a mentor, join a mastermind. And I'm not saying that because I'm building a company around it. I'm saying because I had mentors for years, but I didn't have coaches. I had, I had stopped my own self-education, built a seven-figure company and stopped my own education. I was a knucklehead. <laughs> and it was by doing that and finding that I didn't feel that I had built purpose behind my, my oldest company that I'm able to sit where I'm at today. Mm. So get a coach get a mentor. Mentors are all around you. So yeah. I get that. And there's two different purposes between coach and mentor. So get a coach. I'm just going to reframe that and say, get a coach and join a mastermind. Those are two of the most important things that you could ever do. If you say you can't afford it, I'd sit there and say, what's it costing you not to have that person? Mm-hmm. What's it costing you not to have that corner, corner man or corner woman in your life? Show yeah. me your budget and I'll find, uh, I'll find a way to cut out set amount of things that you really don't need in your life. And I'll find a way for you to afford a coach. Yeah. By the way, as a coach, I know the ROI of coaching and it's been measured and it is, are you ready? Four to 400 times the investment. I'm just going to be quiet after that. Yeah. Yeah, Four to 400 times. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you this one. My first coaching session, when I finally invested in a coach, they saved me an hour a day of my life. Mm. Mm. That's 52, that, I'm sorry, that's 360 because I, there's not a day that ends in Y that I'm not working and doing something. Mm-hmm. That's 365 hours of my life that they gave back. That's that, 15 days. They yeah. gave me a half a month back of my life. And that was my first coaching session with my first coach. I got the right coach because I, you know, I was fortunate yeah. and I knew how to do it. That's why we're building the company because other people aren't lucky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's tough. I can give that back to my son and my wife. I can give that to my other businesses. I can just give it back to myself. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a 15 day vacation. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> A 15 day. Think about that. I mean, it's just like, don't even think about it, put it into your heart and let it explode in there because that will change your life forever. What? And that was one session. I that can only imagine one. however long your program. Yeah. Oh, well, I, you know, I, I get that. But like mm-hmm. I had tools and I had access to things 
that other people might not. And that's why we're building the success finder. So you can have access to, to not that luck, but to something that is it's purpose-driven and has a plan behind it. Mm. So I'll leave you with that. I know that was more than three, but there you go. Oh, well, I, we'll, we'll take your wisdom bombs anytime. <laughs> wow. That is jaw dropping, right? Because we don't, not everybody doesn't buy or consider investing for the financial return. I mean, you know, when we do our little trainings, we learn that people buy basically for four primary reasons, right? Make money, save money, save time, avoid effort. That doesn't mean be lazy. That actually means not put energy into things that don't require your energy. And so saving time, 365 hours a year that you saved. And that was from one appointment. I can imagine that you found other ways they created value in other ways, but you also found other ways to use your time and energy to exponentially grow everything you were looking to exponentially grow. Yeah, absolutely. It's like my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that we can measure. It's not always directly measurable, the results, right? We have to start looking like my clients will start looking at their bottom line and seeing it shifting and work it backwards when they see it. They don't always recognize it right away, but you do, it's in there. It's all in there. It does, yeah. it does pay off. So this question, I like to reframe this question for people. If they say, well, I can't afford it. Sometimes they'll say, I can't afford it right now. I'm going to go figure it out. And that's great, right? I'm going to go figure it out. We're going to talk next week. Like that's different. But if they just go, you know, I can't afford it. You know, um, one question I'll ask, you know, you said, what is it costing you not to have it? I think that's a great question. Another question that I ask people is, well, how could you afford it? Yeah, it puts a and positive, positive you know, transformation. I don't want to say yeah. spin. Yeah. It's not spin. It, it, it reframes how you, you know, yeah. how could you afford it? Yeah. I mean, how could you like, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't pressure close people who are coming in looking. So it's not like that. It's just like, well, and the other question I like to ask, cause it puts people in possibility, even if they end up not hiring me, like I'm not, a, I, I, I fall in love with my clients in a non-romantic way. So of course I want to support them and I want to work with them, but if it's not right, if it's not right, or if it's not right now, that's okay. But if you could handle this stuff, if it were handled and we're working together, what would you create? Like, let's take money out of the equation for a minute. If that were handled, what would we create? Because that's really what helps us figure out how to afford it. Money is just an exchange of energy. Of course, yes, it is actual dollars. Yes, I get that. And we, you know, I never want a client to put like their mortgage on the line or anything like that. I think that that could create scarcity, but it needs to scare people a little bit. Like I, you need to feel it. You need to put skin in the game. It's great if you can barter with somebody because there's still skin in the game, right? If you don't have dollar dollars, but you have hours, then you could create some kind of an exchange that way, especially if you're just starting out and you're, hopefully you're not totally money scared, but if it's in there, that's one way. So keep asking, how could I, how could I, how could I, and you'll probably shock and awe your own self, yeah. <laughs> how creative Again, and resourceful you get. Love yourself, mm -hmm. be responsible for yourself, and then have those right people around you, have those corner people around you, have the people that are going to push you. They're going to help you. They're going to hold you accountable. And if you're like, well, I've got too many people in my life, guess what? It's time to start getting rid of some of those people and replacing them with the right people. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Brandon, as always, such a pleasure. And I'm just, I'm sitting here like my whole beat. I feel like I had a transformation talking to you today. So I really appreciate your time and your energy and how generous you've been sharing your wisdom. I'm very excited to be watching the success finder coming to life. I'm super excited to be part of it. And I really appreciate that. How can we support you? Where can we find you? 
Yeah. I would sit there and say, email me at Brandon at the success If you want to have a real conversation. I was just on clubhouse the other day. Someone DM'd me. They looked genuine. They didn't say, Hey, what's the weather like? They DM'd me on Instagram and uh, I ended up, we had a zoom call about a 30, 45 minute zoom call that same day. They were uh, an up and coming coach. We both realized that the podcast and the platform, they're not ready for it per se. The, where we, you know, the bar that we're sitting, they will be, they're, they're getting their, their feet wet, but mm-hmm. they were the ones that even said that. And so that was a super positive thing. So reach out to me. I'm okay. super accessible. Don't ask me what the weather is, you know, just <laughs> come with like a genuine question. Like if you really have something and we can have that honest conversation. And then if you're really looking to see where you should go, how you want to level up, how you want to actually change your life, the success finder, the beta is getting ready to launch. So go, you'll end up going to the successfinder.com. Probably by the time this airs, it'll already be out there and it's going to be an app. That's where if you want the best immersive experience to be able to see what's going on, it's an app. So for the right coaches, the right masterminds, we're going to have some unbelievable features to help you grow and help you surround yourself with more of the right people. Wonderful. And we'll put all of that information in the show notes. So if you didn't write it down, you just get to go click on it. So (laughs) we try to make things really easy and straightforward for you. Well, thank you, Brandon, so much. It's such an honor to spend this time with you. And I appreciate everything you're doing in the world and the way that you're engaging with people to create this change. It's, it's really something remarkable and special. So thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate you having me on your platform, allowing mm-hmm. us to exchange our energy and just like the difference and the change that we want to make and all the people that are listening out there. Thank you for taking the time to listening to Tracy and the value that she's bringing mm-hmm for free. Like everything that she's bringing you here is evergreen and you can continue to come back to. So thank you. Thank your listeners. I can't wait to see what, what we're able to accomplish together in uh, 2021. Mm, Likewise. Thank you so much. We'll we'll talk soon. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of entrepreneur mindset reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button. So you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.